So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. Once again, I'm Rico Shields, and off to my left, and up a little bit, I think, Jean Victoria Norlock. <laughs> How are you, Jean? <laughs> hey, I'm near the coast. It's only like 90-foot elevation here, so. Appalachia. I am up a little bit. Is that what you're saying? My yeah. elevation? Yes. Right. So yeah. it's not as in up north-ish. It's elevation-wise. I am yeah, no, higher no, than you. Left. Because you are that. My left. <laughs> far to my left. My left. Far, far away. Long ago in a land far, far away. Yes. Um, you asked me a question. I did. And How are you, Gene? I already knew the answer, but that's okay. If I don't ask you the question, people and you go, you didn't ask me how I am. You're not going to ask me, are you? Oh, with anything. oh. oh dear. Excuse Someone me. Someone arrived, apparently. I, wow. I'll just mute my mic, and you active. can talk to our guest for a second. Okay, well, that was right in the middle of the word. Very cool. <laughs> so, I hope everyone knows that we have with us once again, Inez Martins. How are you, Inez? Hi, thank you. I'm very well. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's wonderful to have you back again. And uh, hopefully we'll find some awesome questions for you. And some uh, callers, yes. Yes. <laughs> They're uh, very much appreciated. <laughs> Absolutely. It's well, you know, it's people ask me why did the Nestor Speaks website sort of peter out and I quit posting and I begged people to send questions. I said, Look, Nestor says, you know, doesn't have an agenda, doesn't have, you know for the next month you need to do this. It doesn't do that, you know, so mm-hmm. but loves questions. Yes. And I, I mean loves questions. I can feel it. It gets all excited. It makes sense because questions are are the essence of what creates expansion. Absolutely. So, so, so it's it's when you have questions, especially from 
outside parties from other from people that you don't know it creates a space of expansion and growth emotional mental physical um spiritual growth and that's what makes it so fascinating to that to have that interplay to have that have that experience of just simply allowing the information to flow rather than you know just as you said having an agenda is is structured while having questions allows for the flow to go where it is most needed and that's what makes questions so wonderful yeah yeah uh, when i first was you know starting out several folks were you know you need to plan a workshop or a class or a, and every time i meditated on that i got absolutely nothing <laughs> And uh, but people would ask questions. I'd get pages. Yes. And uh, and and I think it is like Abraham says that they're uh, frequently at their seminars and almost always during the question and answer part uh, calls it co-creation at its best. Yes, uh, absolutely. Because it, like you say, it, it the question sparks a a line of thought that didn't exist in your world before, and you go, wow. Because Nestor is just like very similar to me, just almost never-ending curiosity. <laughs> uh, That's I, very nicely put. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got in a lot of trouble that when I was young, rewiring light switches at age three and <laughs> pulled the emergency exit window out of a beach craft when I was, I don't know, five, six. Uh, I was good though. I, I I didn't pull it out until we had reached our destination. I didn't do it That's before fun. we took off. I mean, they won't come out in flight, but I, you know, I could have taken it out. It took days to fix, and fortunately, we were at the place we were going to, so they had time. And uh, but I, yeah, I got explained several times that you know, you don't just push buttons because they're there. And I was always, why? <laughs> How do you know what it does? Ask someone. Oh, that's no fun. I'm going to push the button see what it does. Boom. That's why they won't let me in the White House. <laughs> they got they got bad buttons up there. Anyway, <clears throat> enough of that. That's my uh, uh, humorous banter for the night, I suppose. We're going to have Jeez, some bad I stuff. leave you two alone for a minute, and look what happens. You're pushing buttons in the White House. Yes, pushing buttons in the White House. We should get back to, you know, hanging out around the campfire. Uh, see if we have Jason in the chat room. See if Jason has any. Uh, Jason might have a question. Might even want to know why his latest piece is called Space Beacon. Of course, he knows, I guess, because he named it. Beautiful piece, by the way, Jason. Gorgeous work. and And it's been fun watching the progression. Like you said in the chat room with uh, Gene earlier, when he first started, he didn't have the patience to do those kinds of things like he's doing now. He'd wind on it for a little while and then give up <laughs> and say, all right, that's enough. I'm not sure I'd have the patience yet for all that wire winding that he does, but the beautiful pieces. And he's, hmm, questions, let me think. Does she have any information about twelve, twelve, twelve? Okay, I do. It's the day before twelve, thirteen, twelve. 
<laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> that answer is just up my alley. Um, I thought you'd like that. <laughs> Didn't mean to horn in. what I'm going to answer I'm going to answer honestly no I don't I don't and I honestly don't think anyone truly has an answer for what's going to happen I think you know my my personal feeling on it and my you know what what guidance I've received so far is it's going to be pretty much a day like any other day Um, it's you know there there will be an influx of energies for sure um, as we always see at these gate points, um, for example, you know, when you look back, 9-9-2009, all of these are, are gate points where the energies do increase and uh, a so-called wave of awakening um, makes its run through a fair amount of people, let's put it that way. Uh, that's going to happen for sure. But, um, you know, all of these different theories, I mean, some people don't look at 12-12-12. Some people look at um, December 21st, 2012. Um, so they're basically, from my understanding, there are two schools of thought. We have, on the one hand, we have the school of thought that the calendar supposedly ended on December 12th, 2012, and others say that it's actually December 21st, 2012. Um, some people say that it's going to be three days of darkness. Some, you know, it's you. You get the whole, you know, the whole broad spectrum of uh, possibilities. And I firmly believe that we all create our own reality in one form or another. So what we expect and what we will, you know, what we focus on is how we will experience the day. Now, if you look at the concept of, for example, three dark days, uh, if you just take those few words and look at that energetically, even within those few words, there is such a myriad of possibilities. You know, it could mean that we we go through a personal rebirth, just as an example. That would mean going through dark days and then the dawn coming, basically. So, um, you know, other people say it's going to we we won't have power for three days. I don't I don't believe any of that. I really think it's going to be a, per, a very personal, very private experience in how we are going to feel, how we're going to, um, you know, work with the energies. Are we going to focus on the joys? Um, will we or will we focus on fears? It's always our personal choice, and according to what we are going to focus on is how we're going to experience it. And I, for one, plan on having a great day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we, I... we were planning on throwing a party. Yeah, a party. <laughs> Why not? Because, I mean, technically, as my daughter points out so many times, every time she hears all this stuff about the calendar, you know, she's 15 and she always says, okay, so what do you do when your calendar runs out? You get a new calendar. Yeah. 
favorite cartoon, it's like you know. I, I, I ran out of space. Ultimate New Year's Eve party. Oops. That was just my thought. Yeah. The ultimate New Year's Eve party. I think that. I think that's as appropriate as anything, uh, because I think the the really good question at this point is, you know, about is there anything going on on twelve twelve or twelve twenty one or twelve fifteen? Yeah, fantastic stuff. What do you want to have happen? Yes. And, um, you know, then don't be attached to it coming having that happen but uh you can certainly latch onto a feeling of you know hmm yeah that'd be cool and um my one of my favorite games wouldn't it be wouldn't it be nice if yes i love well that. i find it interesting um that i mean we just had somebody on the show last thursday um that was trained by Mayan shaman. And you would think that if this was an absolutely imperative message and a time where, you know, we needed to take action in order for preparation for this day, that they would be much more verbal. She didn't mention anything about it. I don't even think it came up. No, um, didn't even come up. But there are also some some people who say that the actual ending of the Mayan calendar is in October. So it's it's really, I mean, it's just honestly really quite iffy. Um, and I know I'm I'm kind of stirring the pot by saying this, but uh, I just that's how I feel. I feel that that you know this is an approximation. This is not a dead set um, date where all of a sudden, you know, this mass enlightenment is going to happen. I just I just don't see it that way. I really see that as a, uh, you know, as a group, as a, you know, as the image of, or if you look at the us as, you know, group consciousness, mass consciousness, I do see that, you know, slowly, bit by bit, we are increasing frequencies. Some of us are. Some of us are not. Um, and everyone has personal choice in that. And everyone can say, yes, that's something I want. And everyone can ha- has the exact same free will to say, no, I prefer not to. So to me, what we're really working toward is really to live in harmony with everyone and to accept not just tolerate, but truly accept everyone exactly where they are without trying to convince people that they need to wake up. That's not our job. Our job is to be there when people wake up and they reach out to us. That's really what our job is, to increase the frequencies ourselves by working on our own issues, by holding space, by holding vibrations as high as possible. That's what we're meant to be doing. We're not meant to be convincing anyone of anything, really. And I've been finding, unfortunately, that um, at this present time, there are a lot of people out there who are very much into 
well, we, they have to wake up and we have to wake them up. And if they don't want to, we are going to have to take them with, you know, they're drag, dragging their feet. And that's just not the way it works. This reality is, whether we're aware of it or not, based on free will. And that is something we must respect. That's my personal opinion. Well, I, I'm going to run with and I agree with you on that one. Um, we must do this and they must do that. Is also is, a limitation. That is, is, is a bad right. energetic to travel down if you're hoping for um, that is correct. peace. Now, I'm not saying it's not a valid journey. For those of you out there who who are on that path, okay, but... I went down that particular road for a while and I found that it increased my own level of nervousness and, you know, just discomfort. So in order to get back to a more comfortable, peaceful, centered life myself, I had to really revisit um, my forceful opinion of other people's beliefs. So I kind of took a step back and went, well, hey, you know, maybe that's just their journey. Maybe that's the road. Maybe that's how they want to do it. And who am I to say that that's not valid for them? So that is correct. I I, I agree with you absolutely on that. My word, word choice was not good for sure. Um what I was trying to point out is that we, that it is most supportive to be simply allowing of everything and everyone. That was what I was trying to get at. Yeah, no, I understood exactly what you were trying so to get I'm, at. I'm I, sorry if I, I, if I used have, Oh, no, 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 no. Words I have that no were problem. inappropriate. <laughs> oh, I have no, no, no problem no. with the words you used. I was just trying to say the same thing in a different way. I okay. guess so that maybe because okay. so that we can say it multiple times because I believe that strongly <laughs> that it's, it's really important for yeah. people to understand. We're not going to tell anybody what they must do, but we're going to repeat it. certain messages over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> really, just really, in case. It really is a matter of of simply allowing. It's allowing ourselves and allowing everyone else to be exactly where they are, um, and and not just. As I said, not just tolerate, but completely accept. And because as we make within ourselves that peace, as you were saying yourself, basically making peace with yourself means that you accept yourself, you accept yourself and love yourself unconditionally. And from that point of view, when when you shift your perspective into into allowing yourself to simply be. And then reflect that outwards. You are actually, or we are actually creating a space for other people to be just the way that they are. Exactly. And providing them sometimes, perhaps, with uh, an energetic, let's call it alternative. Yes. That, you know... It uh, people say, well, if I've done my ascension work correctly, then I won't be anywhere where anything 
catastrophic or tragic or anything happens. Well, but you might be just because you plan to be there and stand in your peace while everybody else is losing it. Because then somebody might go, wow, he's not freaked out. Wait a minute. When I think about it, I don't really feel freaked out. I know I'm supposed to, but I don't. And look at that. Or they might come up and ask you. Dude, it's all coming apart. You're so cool. Calm and collected. You know, I mean, um, I certainly wouldn't put it past the love of any of our higher selves to, you know, put ourselves in a situation that is perhaps less than what many would say is ideal just to be there and react to it differently than what everybody's been taught or whatever. Well, I think that really depends on what role you want to play too. Oh, I mean, if you yeah. want to be if you want to be the light in the darkness, then guess what? Baby, you're going to be yeah. surrounded by darkness. And that's just the way it is. Um it, it 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 totally depends on your own personal choices. Like, what do you want? What do you want to experience? What do you, I know a lot of people who are happy being warriors. I mean, they're never happy unless they've got a good fight going on, be it against them or they <laughs> or their spouses or their kids. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. They just like to fight. Um, and they're only truly happy when, when they've got turmoil going on and okay. But that might also, that might also at times be because of programming and conditioning, because that's, that's basically what, what from childhood on they were taught or were shown that that's really the only, only way to live i mean that's that's based on a lot of soul wounds i mean any anyone... very common in the 50s and 60s tv it, shows all had that every brother and sister fought every brother and brother fought i i oh i know but i i just can't i can't um i can't bring myself to stand in the space of telling them that that's not right anymore you oh, know, yeah, i no. used to oh no that all the time it, like it, you can't live like that it's not healthy for you but it's a choice if they come to me and ask me yes. why I'm so peaceful and how I do that, then I'll talk to them about it. But I'm not about to impose my belief. my will yes. or beliefs onto them. Yeah. Yes, and that's that's actually what what I meant earlier. That's that's the the uh, when people reach out for for help and when they reach out and ask, you know. How how do you do that, or why is it that you feel, um, or why is it that you you have this aura of of unconditional love? You know, when when people reach out, that's a great entryway then to to tell them tell them about it. Uh, but I agree completely with you that this infringement of of space um, is something that you know it's it's tricky. It's it's really I I like to wait for people to come to me. I rarely tell people, for example, about what I do unless 
I'm I'm really directly asked, and uh, because I I figure that people will ask me when they're ready. Especially in, if if you look at a, uh, you know a standard social circle of uh, of acquaintances etc. Um, you know there there are some people who are very intent on convincing others, and uh, you know that's that's their choice. But for me personally, I prefer to. As I always say, be by example. Well, and it's it's been a a survival instinct item for it's been programmed in for millennia that if you are somehow rejected by the group, it's something uh, along the lines of animal communication. It's something that I tell people when they ask me about my relationship with dogs and how is it that they like understand me and speak English and are intelligent and mm-hmm. like another person. And I say, well, that's the way I treat them. But they, you have to be very careful when you're correcting or they expect that mm-hmm. in the pack thing, but you, you, you can't make them feel rejected from the pack because that's like threatening them with death. You might as well pull out a knife yeah. to a pack animal and, and certainly in cellular body body energetic memories survival instinct belonging to the tribe was very 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 pro survival and being rejected or not accepted by the tribe was very 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 pro death you know not pro survival and so it's very natural i think um that that there's this tendency towards when you first decide you're going to step out on your own truth now you want to convince a whole bunch of people so that you've still got a big old tribe and if you just chill out a minute and keep living you'll find that there is a big old tribe but um i guess it's like Jonathan Livingston Seagull when he flew to another altitude he soon found there were a whole bunch of more seagulls up there and then he wasn't lonely um you know the butterflies don't hang around with their caterpillar buddies they go off and do butterfly things and pretty soon the caterpillar buddies are butterflies so then they all do butterfly things together they don't crawl around and munch on a leaf they fly (laughs) it's it's nature provides us with examples of i think transformation with grace yes and, definitely um you know the old uh graphic that gets passed around about every 3 months on facebook of you know what seems the end of the world for the caterpillar is birth for the butterfly so it is it's a perspective thing it just it, and sometimes it is a such a subtle shift um to me it seems um but of course that's i I've heard a dozen channels probably say you know the larger the power the the lighter the touch need be, and we're pretty powerful beings, 
human angels. And that's all of you listening and everybody that you run into on a daily basis, even the boss that's mean or whoever, they're human angels down here. And they're doing whatever they're doing because at the moment they think that's the right thing. So, And, and that's what you're al- doing. So, We also always ha- have to or consider at least or realize that everyone who's here in this experience is doing the very best they can within their means. It might not be according to what we would wish or what we would want or what we personally, you know, the personal ideals we have. However, at the end of the day, you know, with when we when we look at at each person on their own, they are always doing the very best that they can within their means. So within their contracts, within their conditioning, within their bringing, upbringing, within their programming, etc. It's most, it's very rare to find someone who is hurting someone else and it is not out of a wound. It's Usually that that there's you know when when someone is someone is lashing out at someone else it oftentimes is because there's there's that person has a wound was hurt incredibly very very deeply usually at a young age or in a different incarnation and that is what is triggering the that specific behavior but the intent. I'm going to say in most times is not actually malicious. That has been my experience. Absolutely. And it again, we like to leave clues and breadcrumbs for ourselves. I think wasn't it pretty much a childhood story about you pull the thorn out of the lion's paw and y'all are buddies. Things go much better. But it wasn't a story, the lion's not other people that you, unless they ask. It's about yes. pull the thorn out of your own paw. Yes. And be f- friends with yourself. Be Have everything go smoothly with yourself. Uh, Make peace with yourself. Stop fighting yourself. Those are, those are the... the, the, the the strongest concepts that that I come that I've come across, the the whole concept of you know really truly learning to accept and love yourself unconditionally, and as you work out the so-called kinks, I, I like to call them kinks, within your own experience, meaning within yourself. What happens is that the outside circumstances start reflecting back to you your own inner peace, your own self-love, your own self-acceptance. Absolutely, and it's a, a friend of mine. Post, I saw a post on Facebook, and she was talking about uh, spirituality. And towards the end of the post, she said, you know, I don't know how it is. I don't know how it is for anybody else, but in my world and circle of activity, it's like this. And that's a very accurate way to put it, I think. Uh, 
And uh, with 7 billion of us, to an extent, the at least at the moment, the way we find ourselves, uh, which was our first choice, by the way, uh, manifestations don't just happen randomly, really. Um, but the way we find ourselves, you can't always just, you know, well, we all move into villages of people that are matched vibrations. Well, that that's not really practical. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. You seven billion people, get in line, single file, no talking. We're going to sort you out. <laughs> Don't think so. It's not. It's not going to happen. It shouldn't happen. It's. It would be a waste of time. Everybody sorts themselves out. And truthfully, we're also really meant to have the broad spectrum of experiences. Really, the entire spectrum, and not just specific spectrum. Like, sorry, not just specific experiences, but really everything. As that is oftentimes, you know, the the what I like to call call somewhat tricky experiences usually have the potential for incredible growth within them. Well, in this whole conscious choice business, can't choose between chocolate and vanilla if there's only vanilla in your world. That is true. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) I mean, uh, it's that vibration thing. They're like coins. If you got the head, you got to have the tail. They go together. Otherwise, it's not a coin. It's just like, I mean, it, it's the same as, you know, the concept of, you know, having a shadow side and a light side. And, or, you know, even if you take the symbol, the, the symbol of the yin yang, you know, you, you have that one side white, that other side dark. And then, you know, and, and it's, so it's, it's, it's always a, what we're what I think most people who are consciously aware are aiming for is just simply um balance absolutely that that's that's what it boils down to and and it's so funny because i um a few years ago just for a little bit of understanding so my uh, my family is not not awake at all it, at least at least my father and my sister aren't my mother a little bit and uh, so a few years ago my sister gave me for my birthday a um salt and pepper shaker and uh, they are it is a black and a white ghost and they hug each other and I never use these as salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> I put them onto my coffee table, and I have them surrounded with, um, you know, with with some crystals and uh, uh, some little crystal animals and things like that. And it's so funny to me because m- my sister basically understood on an unconscious or subconscious level the concept of balance the 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 dark and the light and gifted me with this and it's standing here now and and every time i see the salt and pepper shaker i smile <laughs> 
because it's such a you know it's it's such an interesting gift from someone who is not aware of the deeper meaning well and such a perfect almost and beautiful example of you know your steady uncontested within yourself vibration will evoke only that vibration from others. Yes. Even if they don't think about it. Yes. That is beautifully said. Beautifully said. It's it's the the uh as within so without. So as you know, cuz you could catch those people on a different day and get a totally different result. <laughs> You know, uh, it choice. I don't know what else to say, but choice. It's just it's choice. And whether it's the yin yang symbol, whether it's the if you think about wave, we we say everything's vibration. Mm-hmm. And most people have seen somewhere in their school career or watching TV or movies, they've seen that picture of a wave. It goes up and then it goes down. And they're they're roughly equal in magnitude. If you make the up part bigger, the down part gets bigger, vice versa. Um, So if you take away great darkness, you can't really have great, you know, take away great pain, can't have great joy. Um, And... um, um, it's a choice of which end of that do you want to experience. You don't have to just flow along. That's why I don't like that, you know, go with the flow, get in the flow. Uh, I understand what they mean, and I agree with that, but I don't like the wording because if you just sort of go with the flow of a vibration or a wave, you're going to go up and down. It's what waves do. It's what vibrations do. But you can choose. Imagine you're that line they always draw through the middle of the wave. And and so as it passes by and is headed down, you just step off and ride the line across, the balance line. And then when it passes by again, it's headed up. So hop on. Even that's a roller coaster. It goes up and comes back down to the middle. So... You could say you're just on a new wave that's at a higher frequency. Not to pick on science, but there it is. It's physics, people. I'm sorry. It's physics. It's just it's physics. It, to me, it's physics. It's just so obvious. It's the way vibrations work. So uh, we approach our half-hour point here, and we have an awesome question in the chat room. Uh, that I've been eyeballing from time to time that Jason has asked. Uh, So why don't we take a quick break, and then we will come back and turn the floor over to Jason's question. Sounds good. All right. So uh, let's see. We've been doing uh, Aquarius, bunches, bunches. Uh, Not that that's a bad thing, but uh, I was trying to see... Yes. Tummy pains. She's all bottled up. How about that? We'll play Jordan Okren, uh, bottled up, and we'll have a few words of uh, 
about our sponsors from Jean. And uh, we'll see you in about five minutes. Stay with us, folks. And now a word from our sponsors. All things are ruled and shaped by patterns. Every moment is filled with symbolism and synchronicity. Understanding the symbols that shape our lives can provide us with guidance and a greater sense of freedom as we gain the ability to navigate the subconscious. Mama Webb draws on 16 years of research into world mythology, theology, symbols, tarot, archetypes, and natural healing, combining that knowledge with intuition, personal experiences, and witnessing, journeying, supporting over 700-plus clients on their paths to peace. Mama Web is able to provide unique insight into the forces that guide our lives and shape our worldviews. You can find Mama at MamaWeb.com or call 1-855-WEBD-CAT. The life of a creator can be challenging without the support of a loving family. When your inner child calls, will you have the courage to answer? If you're looking for a safe place to play in the artistic energy of life, a place where you can be embraced for all the beauty that you naturally hold within, then the inner child family is the perfect place for you. A safe haven for artists, poets, and musicians, this uniquely accepting group of individuals is waiting to welcome you with open arms. Be it support that you seek, publishing assistance, or just a fun, friendly place to hang your virtual hat, you've found a second home in inner child. Go home to IamInnerChild.com. Are you looking for answers, clarity, and relief? Are you seeking resolution to the issues in your life that are leaving you feeling confused, upset, and out of control? Are you experiencing the same situation over and over again? Are you ready to move forward and let go of what no longer works? Or is your mission to bridge the gap between human and animal, allowing for the relationship between you and your companion to deepen and flourish? With the help of the gentle guiding hand of Akashic visionary and animal communicator Inez Martin, you can find the answers that you are looking for. Open your heart to the possibilities by visiting Inez at VisionaryLifeConsultant.com. And now for some irregularly scheduled music. Go 
Welcome back, everybody. That was our buddy, Jordan Okren. Uh, I think he had a couple of days off from school. I think he's finished his semester up there at Berkeley School of Music. So, But we must not forget him during his absence. And my judgment, which, of course, you know, my reality doesn't necessarily have anything to do with anybody else's. I, I'm constantly reminded. <laughs> but... Uh, Really, when you're all bottled up, that's when the fizz goes in. So it's when you've unbottled yourself that the fizz comes out. So I would say on the mend and the upswing as opposed to the other way around. Okay. Uh, where's the... Yeah. See? <laughs> Sometimes goes over like a lead balloon, so I guess we'll just have to give up on that and head back out to uh, sitting around the uh, campfire. Ooh, that's pretty awesome, <laughs> We talk about sitting around the campfire telling stories so often that I, I just had to find one. And I tell bad jokes so often I had to get the other sound. So, um <sighs> So, Jason does have a awesome question. Um, yeah, I could keep that going the whole time. I'll turn it down a little bit, background sound. Um, Jason is commenting. He likes it, too. So, he has a question. He says, I'm just going to read it exactly as he wrote it because it's just perfectly worded. I have a question, and I'm not sure if it's answerable or not, but I'm going to ask. Okay. Can she see into the 5D Earth? And if so, what does she see me doing on 5D Earth? Or more generally, after ascension, quote, in quotes. Those, put your fingers up and do the squiggles in the air, quotes. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Okay, just give me a second here just to tune a little bit into um, uh, the energies. And just, uh, well. Okay, I'll be honest. These are, this is not, not a um, typical question that I receive. I have thought. Um, so no so i'm so i'm i'm just letting you know this um because most of the most of the questions that i receive are either on animals or they are on more what i would call practical issues uh now the frequency of 5d is uh is what I would call the frequency of 
divine love. Uh, divine love, actually, the, I'm hearing that the frequency of divine love is is a higher dimension uh, than the fifth. Um, but the fifth is where um, we, as I said, just from what I'm hearing right now, is where we simply are. So it's a melding of timelines, so to speak. So if we were to look at our current life experience, um, Right now, that would be one timeline. And then we have various different incarnations at the same time. And these are, and again, obviously, in, in that dimension, time does not exist. So it, it melds into one. Um, so to actually give insight as to what someone may be doing in the fifth dimension, it's is. is tricky because it is beyond our concept at this present time. The That's at least the way that I understand it. The actual act of being in the moment, being in the now. Um, so letting go of the concept of the future and letting go of the concept of past and just simply experiencing each moment as it progresses, that that to me personally is what the fifth dimension is about, as that allows us to operate um, from the heart space rather than from the mind space, which is something that a lot of us are still consistently doing. A lot of us are consistently operating from the mind, from the mind, meaning that we let our mind dictate what it is that we do. Now, when we operate from the heart center, what we're actually saying with by using that terminology is that we are connected to our higher self and through intuition and through uh, our own inner knowing, we experience each moment fully and we create from that point. So that's that's the way that I see now as to uh, what Jason specifically himself is doing. Uh, I would say I I would I would say exactly that just being and uh allowing and trusting and uh mel melding with a higher self that's to me what the fifth dimension is about bringing uh, melding the higher self with the physical body becoming one and uh following your highest joy so rather than what we have been doing in the past, which is, as I said, mind-oriented and uh, oftentimes fear-based rather than heart or love or soul-based, uh, that to me is the main difference. Now, to me, there is no specific point of ascension. 
again, I I know I'm 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 probably not within what people would call the norm of how how this is how people perceive this um but my perspective is this is a continuous fluid experience that we are slowly moving into so there is no specific point of ascension there is no specific date of ascension what is happening is that we are increasing our frequencies by being heart-centered and we are becoming heart-centered and we are becoming one with our higher self and that to me is what other people would call ascension does that make sense makes sense to me i'm sure we'll hear from jason in just a sec um <laughs> but yeah i i see ascension more like a dial than a switch. Yes. Yes. It's it's fluid. Yeah, it a switch almost implies an end, and I would say that if there is an ascension that's a a sudden bang, that would be what we call physical death. Yes. Um, it, because we release and and this focus when that happens. Now, We have infinite other focuses, foci, whatever, however, you, however you say that. And, uh, uh, so do we just pop over there? I don't know. I don't think so. But I, I remain, We basically remain in our physicality as we are right now. It's just a matter of us shifting into operating from the heart center rather than the mind center. I really do think that that is the the key, the essence of what these shifts are about. We take full responsibility for ourselves. We take full responsibility for our actions. And we work on finding that own inner peace. And by doing this, we create space and we hold frequencies for others to follow suit. That is how I how I perceive this entire experience. And my hope, I'm going to use the word hope rather than expectation or anything else. My hope is that as we do this, more and more people will choose to increase their frequencies and increase their heart-centered decisions and their heart-centered experiences. And bit by bit, people will start following into that vibration because they will see the how much how much more comfortable it is to live in that vibration which no longer contains any of the vibrations like being a victim of being a perpetrator um being um you know uh, uh the whole blame and and uh, trauma drama all of that is to a certain degree alleviated once you are fully in your heart center. 
because outside circumstances no longer trigger you. What happens on the outside happens on the outside, but you within your core can re- can decide to remain centered and not be affected by it, if that makes sense. Well, it it absolutely does to me. I mean, it it's the wrong words and language for it, but we have two thinking centers in the body. There's the head and the heart. Yes. And we don't want to push against the brain. It, it's part very of very important and serves very important functions. But but the way I see it, the physical brain and device and it's a bad word to put for it but really devices are uh, have consciousness and light in them as well um it, it you can't push against it it's not a bad thing it's a good thing it's a, it, it but it helps anchor us here yes as well it is part of the mechanism if you will that we use to hold tight focus here it is sort of the physical representation of that you know it's an it's all an energetic thing but um but our hearts are thinking and they're communicating all the time and the heart was intended or is intended to be in charge, so to speak. Yes. Certainly of any spiritual journey, because the physical device, if it's helping anchor you here, that means it's sort of going the opposite direction of expanding your awareness to more than just here. Mm-hmm. And again, that doesn't make it a bad thing. It makes it excellent. It's just like there's really a, no good or bad here anyway. Yeah, yeah, it, that's duality again. Yeah, it, it just simply is. And we all have many, many experiences we can draw on in this lifetime of times when we just... Uh, I know in my everyday work-a-day life, you know, 15 years ago, would have said, you know, I don't know what happened. I just went crazy and took off. But it worked out really well. And those were instances of following what was going on in your heart instead of what was going on in your head. And it worked out really well. As long as you didn't... Sometimes you can you can go on the impulse, but then mess it up as soon as you get there because you think it's wrong. But... Uh, that's the questioning part then. Yeah. That's that's when 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 basically you've made a decision, a heart-based decision, and then just as you are pulling through on the decision, you start questioning it. That's that that again, that that brings you into a different vibration then again. Well, and I, heart-based decisions don't always make sense in in a on a rational in level. In a 3-day no. rational level. <laughs> No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> I have plenty of experiences on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't we all? But it's, Cryon talks about 
there is a plan. It's just a quantum plan, and you can't see it all mm-hmm. from here. Um, and I like you know lots of several different channels have used the you know your higher. It's like you're down in the valley so that you can really explore, and but your higher self's up on the hill up on the mountaintop that overlooks the valley um, so that you can have the overview too, the big picture too, but you can't have them both at once. So it's, you know, I I used to say to people, the reason your soul communicates with you emotionally, the reason your higher self communicates with you emotionally is because you can't think two thoughts at precisely the same moment. So, you can channel, you can you can channel, you can have conversations inside your head, but, you know, Esther talks about how after all these years, it's hard for her to ask questions and get answers all at the same time. It's two different vibrations. Yes, it is, because when you're... You're in two, not just in two different vibrations, but you're in two totally different spaces. When you create the space for listening, you're not in the same space as when you're asking questions. So when you, for example, ask questions for um, for purposes of, you know, gaining a broader understanding of something, what helps is to ask the question and then once you've asked it, to step aside and create the space needed for the answer to come through. If you do not create the space, the answer cannot come through. That is my the way that I have found. It's the space between. Yes. And people have called it. And uh, Veronica Torres and Elohim have, have talked about what we've been doing with this helping you clear habits and static is creating that empty space. Yes. So don't fill it up with a bunch of hamster wheel mind thinking. Let it be empty. And it feels funny to your brain or your physical mind because there is the physical brain and the physical mind and, and the heart, the higher mind. Um but uh, I, I personally tend to see the higher self um, or or heart-based intuition, etc. I I personally see that as as you mentioned earlier, being on a hill. Uh, so basically, macro to see to see the big picture. That when but when you've got to be there and be aware and be observing what is true now not what was true a month ago when you're down in the valley or you run into trees or you you stumble over small rocks because you, your higher self can't see those from up on the hill. Correct. So what you need to do is just that this is brilliant, actually. What needs to happen is that you step away from being in that space of micro meaning seeing, you know, stumbling around, etc. You detach yourself, and this can happen through various different means, but when you detach yourself and then step upward, take a step upward, you create the space to see the bigger picture. Absolutely. I'm not saying that, that this is something that 
um, everyone does, but it's for someone who is aware or awake, um, it is a great method to, by detaching from a situation or from an outcome or from a person, to put yourself from the position of the involved into the position of the observer. And as the observer, you can usually see the bigger picture. Absolutely. And 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 so it's a it's a teamwork really. And of course we don't wanna I don't wanna create new divisions inside yourself. <laughs> but but from that space where we put everything in pigeonholes, you could look at it like it's a teamwork. It's Elohim likes to say, We don't know anything about how to drive a car. We don't know anything about how to take a bath, go to the bathroom, eat. We don't, you know, we enjoy when you eat, particularly chocolate, but we don't, uh, that's not your non-physical self's bailiwick, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Not its neighborhood, not its thing. And so, faith goes both ways. Your higher self has absolute faith that your physical mind can handle the physical details. So you have to have, from here, the flip side of the coin, the absolute faith that your higher self can see more than you can and knows. Um, Which is the right way to go. Yes, and that is actually what I or what what a lot of people call surrendering and trusting and that that I think is for many people a fairly big hurdle because basically when you surrender it means you are trusting in a bigger picture that you may not fully be aware of yet and that that re- that requires that qu- requires a lot of faith it really does but when you when you do that when you allow yourself to surrender and trust and and follow your knowing what i found is that the rewards are immeasurable because everything does begin to be more in a flow uh, rather than yeah. you know these these choppy energies that we sometimes experience when we when we trust and we follow our our intuition and I follow our inner knowing we create I know you don't like the word but we do create a flow Yes. No, no. I I do like the word. Like I said, I understand I, okay. what people mean and I agree with that 100%. It's just um it it's some people sometimes, yes. go with the flow if that means to them so if the know, depths of sorrows and the heights of yeah. purest joy. I I I understand there's there's There has to be contrast, there. but it doesn't yes. have to be really it, it, good yes. and really bad. It can be good and better. Yes, I agree. 
And that, to me, is what happens when when you really surrender. Mm-hmm. And and you get your indicators from the reflection that is your life of all the spots where you're not doing that. Yes. That's what... That's that's really what's going on. What is all this physical life business about? If we're non-physical creators that can just think something and there it is, what in the world got into us? Well, one, we are uh, having that undying curiosity. Got to know how it's like. What is it? What, 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 what? Um, Veronica likes to talk about she, she, it's hard for her to do events outdoors because Elohim just gets fascinated by the trees and the grass and the flowers and the people and the and it's hard for her to keep on saying anything. <laughs> and um uh, that's why early on she always had to have somebody drive her home from the weekly meetings because Elohim was still she was still out of her own way enough that she'd get fascinated with something on the side of the road and run the car off the road. You know. And um uh, uh, so it's that allowing both at the same time so that you don't run the car off the road, but you can still be fascinated by life. No matter what it's doing out there. Oh, my God, my bank account is all, wow. It's not why, it's wow. Wow, okay. wonder what's going on over there. Hmm. What would I have to believe for that to be going on over there. And 99.9 times out of 100, I don't ever say always much. But as soon as you can spot the belief, it's gone because you'll it won't make any sense when you see it. Yes, the trick is to is to to be able to see the belief. Yeah, and to, to, to take take that step back and um, ask the, pro, the the correct questions, uh, correct or the, the the questions that will lead to what is the root, what is the core belief, what is what is going on behind the scenes. That is what is going to then create the space for you to shift out of that belief and allow for something more supportive to come through. Yeah, because that's that that is that's exactly where the space is. When you go okay, my bank account balance sucks. That's what is true now. So you go, "Wow. There's the space." If you say why, your brain is really good at why. <laughs> Even though Sometimes it's all made up, uh, and it'll just take off, and and, and mind us anyway, and can just hamster wheel and free wheel through thoughts and ideas of why. I can make up why everything that I've ever seen. I used to do it. I know my brain used to run, and it's it, it it's good. I got a good brain. Does me a lot of good, but boy, it can run away, and. So that spot, instead of why, or whatever it is for you that's the little subtle shift to make a a little space, and then you 
it'll be okay, and then you'll make a little bit bigger space, and you're just you're making a a space for insight. Yes. Yes, which is equivalent to what I was talking about earlier, which is the the act of detaching yourself um, from a specific situation or something that's bothering you, and and moving into the observer space rather than the involved space. Yeah. Can't see the forest for the trees. Yes. Back up and look at the trees for a second. At some level, we look at both all the time. At some level, we look at multiple incarnations all at the same time. Yes. Alternate expressions, as I like to call them. Yes. I don't get it in my brain, but it all happens now. There's no time. It's all happening right now. Somewhere. Some, well, here. Where? Here. But that I can't wrap my physical brain around that. That's why I don't spend a lot of time on that. You know, I know that's the truth. And I wouldn't want to experience that truth because I believe that that's the truth. But to me, that's hard to function with Mm -hmm. because we have chosen as our first choice this stream of moments, you know, to call it a life. And Mm -hmm. um, so... You play the game, but you, you, uh, you know, we've all had the experience where your friends, some somebody else has got some pattern going on in their life, and it's just obviously this repetitive thing that they're doing, but they don't see it, and we've probably all tried to explain it to them, and it doesn't get across because that's not the space that they're in, and that's a perfect example, a metaphor, not an actual example, a metaphor, a story, a reflection for that broader perspective, close perspective, teamwork. But whichever perspective you're focused in, you've got to trust the other side to do its part or you tend to shut it off. Anyway, Wandering all over the place here now, I am thought-wise. But see, that's what happens when there's no questions. A question uh, like Jason's comes, and by the way, Jason did uh, leave us a a little while ago, but he expressed uh, appreciation and thanks for the uh, answers. He thought it was grand and uh, perfect. Thank you. Um, But yeah, a, a question like that can just roll on forever. When you're thinking about it. Anyway. Okay, so about 15 minutes left. Why don't we take a quick break, mostly because i got to run to the washroom, and I'm going to play a song for my partner, because Jason even asked, where's Jane? And uh, I'm sure that she's still here listening, or at least she's still connected. I don't know if she's listening. Uh <laughs> See, there she goes. She's going to get me here. She's waiting to strike. Uh, but I'm going to play a song for her and uh, that uh, she always enjoys, and hopefully uh, it will help her feel better. And we'll be back in about five minutes. Stay with us, folks. 
Welcome back, everybody. That was our dear friend Ina V, and I put her link up in the chat room along with Inez's links. Welcome, Shanna. Uh, and I suppose for our dear podcast listeners, don't ever want to forget them. There are so many of you, and we love every one of you. Uh, those links are, you can find Inez at www.inesmartens.com. That's triple W, inezmartens.com. And um, Inavi, was we did, E-N-A-V-I-E is Inavi. Um, yeah, it's lovely to have you here from Australia. Um Her experience with animal friends is that they expand their own consciousness in proportion to the people that join with them. I would I would have to agree with that. Yes, so would I. Certainly their expression expands. It's actually interesting, um, a few weeks or even months ago, a client came to me and she mentioned that her dogs were exhibiting some, what she called, slightly strange behavior. And uh, when we got to the root of it, we, what we found out or what we what became apparent was that one of the two dogs was actually mm, transmuting a lot of negative emotions yeah from around it and what was happening by the trans- while it was transmuting this was that it was experiencing um, physical issues such as rashes and um, uh, becoming itchy, etc. And so what 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 basically came of it was that this dog was having the equivalent of what we sometimes call ascension symptoms. Exactly. That's that's the first words that came to my mind when you started the story. It was and, and and to me it was it was interesting because as I was tapping into this information, or actually into into the um, the two dogs, what I was seeing was that I was getting the visual of a map and of all these different dogs and cats, but I, I was tuning into dogs more than cats at that moment and basically being like pillars of light and transmuting whatever needed needs transmuting and basically bringing in the energies and grounding them through and what i heard while i got that image was that some some uh, animals have issues uh with the release aspect of it so they will sometimes hold on to the energies that they're transmuting rather than releasing them and when they do this that is when they when they have these physical symptoms now this is obviously not always the case but in this specific case uh that was what what came up and i just thought it was fascinating that is uh, um fascinating i i 
my daughter's dog um, for, oh, I guess a couple of years, the first couple of years, uh, had these rashes. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever um, she would ask me about it, flea bite dermatitis would come in my mind just immediately. I wouldn't even have seen the dog. Mm-hmm. And but she insisted that there were no fleas around, and and of course we don't have to get into there's always fleas or, uh, but there certainly had not been an infestation, and often for flea bite dermatitis to get bad enough that there's a big patch and they've lost their hair, and there's a bunch of them, and um, so then I sort of got that well, that's how you treat it, or that's the way to treat it, but. That's not what it is, but that's mm-hmm. treat it like it was that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but you know, flea preparations, stuff like that. None of those did any good. It was uh, it had to be stuff directly for a skin condition, cortisone, you know, steroids like they would give a, hu- a human. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, but the other thing that worked is. My daughter would take the dog to my ex-wife to, you know, dog sit for a while. And Jennifer would keep the dog for about a week, and the dog would get better. Mm-hmm. And um, there was, at the time, a lot of stress and, and drama with school, with all sorts of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, just life, you know as 19, 20-year-old life can often be, you know, uh, was a rapid roller coaster, and it was too much for the dog. The dog would come stay with me or come stay with uh, my ex-wife, either one, and would settle right down, and the skin condition would get better without any medication or anything. It's pretty evident to me that they, they do. They... It's not just that they expand in proportion with the expansion experienced by the people that they're with. They um, they can almost be your reflection of energy that you're running. That was actually what I was going and to say. That of. that in in this case, um, in this case, the case that you're describing, it feels more like. The rash appeared because of an imbalance that was happening with um you said your daughter right um yes. so and and so what happens is that we oftentimes will have contracts with our with our animals our companions, and they will exhibit symptoms to show us that we are out of balance. So it's it's a reflection of where we are at and the 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 contract is not necessarily, you know, that they they have some sort of an illness or anything like that, not at all, but they will within their behavior will show us when we are off kilter, when we are not balanced, when we have um, you know, when there's too much stress. It's always a direct reflection of what's happening with us. Not always, but 
oftentimes. Most often. Because most often, yes, yes. Most animals left to their own devices would stay fairly much in balance or yes. get the heck out. Yeah, absolutely. Because they they're not so worried about that as we are. No, definitely thought, not. You know, <laughs> what happens when, you know, it was for weeks now, to every night, go out in the dark with Molly to walk, and there's geckos everywhere. And she loves to chase them and try to catch them. And so I am very aware of them being there. And then we'll get a cool snap, and there's none of them. I mean, not one. And it's overnight. Well, where'd they all go? And I really think that to a large extent, a bunch of them just go be somewhere where it's warm enough. Yes. And, you know, if you set up a scientific study and you tag the little critters and you follow them, they'll go in a burrow and hibernate or do something goofy because you're looking for a physical reflection of what they're energetically doing. Yes. But energetically, to a large extent, they just go be where it's warm. You know, what happened to the dolphins in the Gulf of Mexico? They just went be somewhere where it wasn't all messed up. You know. Um, just like us, they also have a, a tremendous, you know, if just like us, they have tremendous potential for intuition and instinct and knowing what to do at the right you know at the right moment it's the, the same concept as as uh, uh, animals all of a sudden acting completely different just before an earthquake they know that it's going to happen yeah they feel it they know it and they reflect that back to us we may not be aware of what's going on because we are a sense, you know, on a sensory basis, we're not as most of us are not as in tune. I'm going to say, so it's 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 fascinating to watch animals being not just in tune, so in tune, but also really, you know, seeing what I like to call between the the veil. And uh, they they do this beautifully, and we have much to learn from from our animals. Oh Not yeah, the animals, yeah. The animals. I need to correct that. The animals. The animals. Yeah. Not yes. not just our companions, although so they are all of them. Uh, they are angels, you know, yes, for putting up with us. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, for hanging out with us. Um, and. Uh, but yeah, they they let themselves be aware. They let themselves know. We have the awareness, but if you focused in those five sense, senses, if you're really savoring the physical experience in that moment, let me put it that way, mm-hmm. you miss it because it's not in one of those five categories. Pity they teach kids so firmly that that's all you got. Science and all, you know, mm-hmm. advancement. Oh, sorry. Get my soapbox. And look at the time. Get me babbling and boom, it's 930. <laughs> anyway, Shannon, I hope that expounded on the point for you a little bit. Uh, she had a goose who was her best friend for a time. An amazing goose. 
So would we care to share on consciousness expansion? I'd call that what we just did. I hope that I hope that makes sense anyway. Uh, but thanks for joining us all the way from Australia. And Cap Hawkeye's up there. And Jason, who had to leave us. And again, our podcast listeners, we love you guys. Um, calendar? I have a calendar. Calendar? I have a calendar. I have a calendar. I don't have a calendar. Thursday, we have Gage Tarrant back. We're going to explore some more of what's going on with the biofeedback modality that she's involved with because we could barely scratch the surface when she was here before. And then Tuesday is Stacy and the professors and Alianya and anybody else that might show up, I think is the way she put it (laughs) on the event she made on Facebook. So uh, great stuff coming. Robert Miller's coming, Ron Lewis. Uh, So we hope you will join us again. Uh, And until then, stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.